you don't grow the most sampling the fine wine and smelling the roses. You grow the most in the crucible of challenge because the human spirit is unstoppable when you plug into it. Stop wishing for easy, that's an illusion. Wish for greater capacity and capability to get through the challenges life brings. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou. And boy, do we have an amazing guest lined up for you today. Today's guest is a repeat guest. He is one of the most insightful and thoughtful leaders, thought leaders, heart leaders, and observers of the world at large that I've ever had the privilege of coming across. He's a brilliant man. He's a man who's known high highs and low lows, and he's always found a way to still be of service and come out on top. I'm speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legendary James Arthur Ray. Welcome to the show, James. Well, that, that's quite an intro, Nikki. Thanks a lot. That, that means a lot to me. It's great to be here. Good to have you here, my friend. So, James, um, we're living in some very, very uncertain times. You think? that's that's an understatement i i believe i you're right it is yeah and you know i've been spending a lot of time myself thinking about what really matters what are the things that i need to focus on as uh, uh as a human being going through this journey on the earth plane right now and what things are important for me to bring to the people who like to listen to some of the things that I have to say. And I think today, more than at any other time that I've been alive, people want to get a sense of how to traverse changing times, uncertain times, times where things that were solid as a rock now seem to be shifting beneath our feet. So love to hear some of your thoughts on exactly what you think is going on and how we need to be in order to navigate these times powerfully. Well, um, turbulent times to say the least. And, and it's really interesting, Nikki, because if you look at the, let's, let's just go to what's typically called the spiritual arena or the mystical arena. And if you know, any any of your viewers know anything about that, then then according to Pythagoras, numbers run the universe. And so in numerology, which I'm not going to get way into here today, there are two basic master numbers, 11 and 22. So we came into 2020 and a lot of people, and you always drop the zeros, right? So a lot of people came into 2020 and they go, oh my God, it's it's a master year. It's a 22. And we're just going to elevate and we're going to awaken and it's going to be just an amazing thing. 
Well, guess what? We did awaken, didn't we? You see, here's, here's what most of us have been conditioned to believe. Most of us believe, you know, call it spirituality, call it, call it finding your higher self, finding your purpose, any of those things. It doesn't matter what you call it. Every single one of us has been drawn to find some semblance of a creator or some semblance of meaning in this world since the time we were small. There's a seed inside of us that pulls us towards that. And so here's what most of us have been conditioned to believe, Nikki, is that to awaken is all like this. Uh, you know, and it's all it's all incense and it's all chanting and it's all peaceful and it's all meditative. Well, I'm here to promise you that waking up is not uh waking up is really like ah, and that's what the reality is, like it or not. Not liking it is not gonna change it. And I don't like it either, but Again, I don't know how much of your, your viewers know about my history, but as you mentioned, to say the least, I've been to the pinnacle and I've been to the pit and I've been to everywhere in between. I've, I've, I've had a lot of things materially and, I, and a lot of success in the physical world. And then I've been, I've been literally crucified and turned into more or less Satan in the physical world as well, and everything in between. And here's what I'm here to promise. And there's research to back this up. You don't grow the most when you're sampling the fine wine and smelling the roses and the sweet perfume. I wish that were the case, but it's not. And wishing, wishing it were is not going to make it so. You grow the most in the crucible of challenge. That's when we learn the most, we grow the most, we wake up the most, we become the most, we really get to test our metal. We get to test what we're made of. And my friend Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, I don't know if you're familiar, he wrote the book Flow, yeah. The Psychology of Happiness, brilliant book, I highly recommend it. But he did research with over 150, in over 150 countries, with over 150,000 people around the world. And what his research conclusively proved is that we, this is my words, not his, we grow the most in the crucible of challenge. You grow the most when you're pushing up against the difficulties and the challenges. Most, the average individual, Nikki, sees everything in life as either a blessing or a curse. The true leader, the true warrior, if you will, sees everything as a challenge and an opportunity. And I'm not Pollyanna. That doesn't mean you're going to like it. You know, you don't have to like it. But when you understand it and you appreciate it, then you realize this is my challenge. This is my opportunity. And I realize I'm going to seek those things out because that's where I'm going to become my best. And that's what we're doing you know, in 2020, so many of us thought, boy, I wish this would hurry up and get over with so things get back to normal. Well, here we are almost done with 2021, and they're not back to normal. I got news for you. They're not going back. They're not going back. Now, you may not like that. You may disagree with me. I hope I'm wrong. I don't think I am. But, but they're not going back. Evolution always moves forward. It doesn't move backward. And so what we've got to learn to do is to adapt. 
You know, the, the late, great Stephen Hawking said true intelligence is the ability to adapt to change. That's true intelligence. And most people are realizing they're not quite as awake. They're not quite as adaptable. They're not quite as intelligent as they'd like to think. But this is your great opportunity. Yeah, I, I buy everything you said. Um, so I don't think we're going backward either. I think we're going forward, but elements of what we're going to discover forward can be reminiscent of some of the things we had in the past. I think that there's a lot of people right now in this time whose true colors have come out. You know, I've been reading the works of a man named Robert Greene. Are you familiar with him and his work at all? I, I am. Yeah. And I read, I read his book, The 33 Strategies of War. And in it, he talks about people that are really good at putting up a face, a front of being for you who are really not for you. And I'll tell you, during this time, one of the things I've recognized is that it's a lot harder for those people to put that front up. Their true colors are coming out. So I'll give you an example for myself. Um, my family comes from a medical background. My mother was an ER nurse for 30 plus years. And my father, my late father, equipped hospitals uh, in Iran. You know, great work. We are a medical family. We believe in the efficacy of medicine. Um, and during this time, people feel, a lot of people, people that I've known for a long time, have felt no compunction whatsoever about approaching me and asking me, hey, have you been vaccinated? Have you been vaccinated? And my answer to each and every single person is, that's a decision that I'm gonna make with my healthcare provider, and that's not you. And in this country, there's something in the Human Rights Code which actually says that medical decisions are private in Canada. And in the United States, you've got a law called HIPAA, you know, which is all around health uh, privacy. And yet people feel like they have the right to ask you. And if you don't answer, some of them, some of them, not all of them, have gotten very upset. And there are people who just went on offense to get me to answer them. And they just showed me their true colors. They were never really for me. They were never really my friend. They had uh, a desire to put on a friendly face, which is fine. And now they, they don't want to put on that friendly face anymore. The, the mask is off. And for me, that's been good. I've also seen some people who I didn't really think were for me, who've shown that they really are for me in this time. And I know that a lot of other people have had similar experiences. And I'm not anti-vax, I wanna just be clear. I'm not anti-vax, I'm not saying vaxes are bad. I am someone who says that it should be a choice that each individual in a free society ought to be able to make on their own without pressure from a government entity or busybodies on the street, <laughs> you know? And, 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 and to me, that's one of the things that this time has shown me is I've gotten to become very adept at understanding who are the people I want in my circle and who are the people I don't want in my circle. Isn't it interesting?
interesting how challenging times afford us that learning. Because I'll tell you, Nikki, back, and again, without going through the whole story, any of your viewers can quickly Google me and learn my history very, very quickly because Google has not been kind to me at all. For our and, last episode and, that we did where you told your story in great length, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so maybe we've got some return listeners here. But nonetheless, when things went sideways for me in 2009, um, I'll tell you, there were so many people. Yeah, thank you. Um, Thank you. There were so many. There were so many people prior to 2009 that loved me. They wanted to do joint ventures with me. They would do anything, bend over backwards to share the stage with me. They, I mean, it was like craziness. Every, you know, I was on the Today Show once a month for numerous months and every, every media outlet wanted a piece of me and on and on and on and on. And, and when things went sideways in 2009, it took all of about three heartbeats for that to all go away. And I'll tell you the harshest critics of me during that time were the people in personal and spiritual development. They were the harshest. And this is an industry that talks about love and forgiveness and acceptance and awakening and awareness and all these things. And, 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 but I, I understand that. And what I would say to you with regard to the people who are confronting you, here's my take on it. They're afraid. They're afraid. They're probably watching the media. They're probably they they bought into the story and and they're afraid. They're not hateful people. They're fearful people. And, and in my opinion, and I, I don't want I know we don't want to get off into this topic and, and all of that, but you brought it up. The, the greatest virus in our world right now is the virus of fear. Agree. That's the greatest virus. It's the mental virus, the emotional virus of fear that keeps us stuck, that keeps us limited, that keeps us divided, that keeps us hateful. And, and so it's not, you know, my heart goes out to those people. And, and I would encourage all of us, you don't have to agree with it. You know, understanding does not equal agreement. Please, please write that down if you're taking notes. Understanding does not equal agreement. You can understand. Yeah, thank you. You can understand someone and totally disagree with them. You know, I, I, I've had many of those interactions myself, and I don't think it's nearly. I, I, from what, and I'm speculating here because I don't watch the news. I make it a point to not watch the news. And yet I, my, I have clients in Canada and we have a group that gets together every single week. And some of them for kids, we have people from all over the world. And on Thursday nights, we get together and via zoom. And, and so from what I've been told, it's much more strict in Canada than it is here in the United States right now. Oh yeah. And, and so, so yeah. And, and then that might be an understatement too, but nonetheless, um, everyone's showing their true colors. You know, 
the people who were oh so confident and oh so strong and oh so spiritual, well, it's really, really easy to be the Buddha when you're sitting in your living room by yourself and you're making plenty of money and everything is going well. You know, when everything goes goes haywire and you might get a virus and, oh, my God, you might die, you know, then all of a sudden. And, and here's the thing. The greatest fear of the human species is the fear of death. The greatest fear, almost almost every there's five major fears and, and, the, and almost every fear is a derivation of some degree of the fear of death. And, and yet. And, and so, boy. Didn't didn't we get confronted with our greatest fears in 2020 and 2021? And so when people say ugly things to you, Nikki, or to me or to any of us, it's not about you. Not really. It's about their fear about them. And 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 so if I could understand that, then I might have compassion. Doesn't mean I have to agree, you know, but I might have compassion. I might feel compassion for them versus, you know, hey, you're a jerk or whatever. Um, And you're right, though. We see our true colors, all of us, all of us, when we're confronted with our most fearful things. But here's the other thing I will say is that your greatest opportunity resides one step beyond the doorway of your greatest fear. That's your greatest opportunity, is one step beyond the doorway to your greatest fear. And if you can have the courage to step through that doorway, then you become a different person. Now, there's so many lessons here, Nikki, and, and I, I believe I believe in a God, I believe in a higher power, and, and, and I believe that we live in a universe that nothing happens by accident, everything happens on purpose. You know, the hard part is just waiting for the purpose to present itself sometimes, because it, it's difficult waiting for that purpose to appear. Um, and yet, and, and all that to say, I believe I went through what I went through in 2009 to losing everything external and being crucified in the media worldwide and all of those things and losing my liberty and going to prison and all of those things because in the grand plan, 2020 was coming. Hmm. This didn't happen overnight. You know, it's accelerated right now, but what's going on in the world right now has been building and building and queuing up for a long, long time. And 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 please don't get me wrong, I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all. I'm 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 just an I'm an activist and I'm I I observe and I put the pieces of the puzzle together. And it's been coming for a long, long time. And so I I believe. And maybe I'm making it up. You know, sometimes people say to me, how do I know what my purpose is? Well, if you don't know what it is, just make it up. Make it up, you know, until it it, it presents itself more clearly. It's like the, the movie The Last Samurai. Do you do you believe a man can can change his destiny? 
And the answer was, I believe a man does the very best he can until his destiny appears. And, and so brilliant line. So I believe my purpose, I had to go through all of that, my own personal hell, so that I would be better equipped in this difficult time to help individuals who were going to go through their personal hell, because who better to help you get through the turbulent times, the crash and burns? I mean, I, I had eight foreclosures for God's sake. And, you know, I, I was, I was $20 million in debt in 2013. I, I, man, I have been there, done that. You want to, you want to talk about, about going through hell and, and, and I've been there and done that. And who better to help you than someone who's done it? Not someone who, oh, maybe had a, a speed bump or two. Everyone's had that. Not someone who read about something theoretically in a book. Oh, everybody can do that. But someone who's been in the arena and is battle scarred to prove it is, is the very best person. I mean, I, I want my mentors and my coaches to have a lot of scars. You know, because your scars are a symbol of your strength. And, and so many of us right now, and it's not about me, it's about you. Many of us right now are getting our scars. We're getting our, our, our battle scars and we're earning our keep and we're learning who we are and we're developing the mental toughness and the emotional strength that's going to pull us through and into the next phase. I, I have to take an issue with one thing you said, Nikki, and, and I, I may be totally wrong. My opinion is all it is. I don't think anything's going back. I, you know, you said, well, maybe some things will go back to what they want. No, I don't think anything's going back because even if it went back to exactly like it was, you're not going to be the same you were, and neither am I. And so that experience is going to be different. I didn't say things are going back. I said, we're going to move forward. We're going to evolve forward. But there's going to be elements of that that will be reminiscent of what existed before. I think there's going to be a time where the world isn't going to be wearing masks again, as an example. I think that's going to happen. We're not every country is going to require that. But that's an evolution forward. It's not an evolution backward. Uh, and yeah, I agree with you. The world's changed. People are going to be looking at things differently. A whole lot of us, myself included, are going to be very, very vigilant when it comes to maintaining our personal liberty. Because one of the things that I've seen is that there's a whole lot of folks out there in power that love emergency powers. And if you give them a chance, they're going to keep inventing emergencies to exercise those emergency powers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And for me, I am vigilant about that. Nikki, is that that's not happening, is it? Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> you know, and some, some more than others. Um, and here's the other thing, Nikki. Here's where, hopefully, if 2020 taught us anything, and it is, it was a 22, it was a master year. That doesn't mean you become masterful. There's no guarantees. But what that does mean is you have the opportunity to become more masterful. Be, by going through 2020 and now into 2021 and, and as we continue to roll. Um, but, but here's the thing, if 2020 taught you anything, 
any of us, which it should have taught you a lot. But one of the things it should have taught you in spades is that every single thing you focused on and lived your life for can be gone in a nanosecond, in a heartbeat. And I learned that, you know, my, my investment, my, my investment banker had a meeting with me. You've heard, you know, I've told this story on stage, but, and told me I could retire for the rest of my days back in, in March of 2009, because I was financially sad. Well, you know, in a matter of months, by October of that year, it was all gone. October, November, December, it was gone. So, so everything I thought was true was gone in a heartbeat. And if we didn't learn that in 2020, then we need to wake up because we have focused, we collectively as a world have focused so much on money versus meaning. We have focused so much on economy versus ecology. And I don't mean nature ecology or by, by you know, the, the new Green New Deal, any of that stuff. You know, I'm talking ecology properly understood is the harmony of all things, how everything works together. Everything is integrated and everything is interrelated. We've, we've looked at economy versus ecology. And we've looked at profit versus purpose. And in 2020, if we didn't learn the lesson that money is not gonna do it for us and it could be gone like that, then we, we were asleep at the wheel still. And, and that's the lesson that we need to get is that we've got to come back these difficult times. And I'm, I'm speaking from experience, these challenges bring us back to the heart. And we ask ourselves the tough questions like, hey, what's really important in life? You know, why am I here? And what, what do I want to do with the rest of my days? And because life's not getting any longer for any of us, you know, it's life, life is doing nothing but getting shorter. And there's not one power in this universe, not one that will guarantee you even wake up tomorrow. There's not one power in this universe that can guarantee you even wake up tomorrow. And I don't care what your chronology is. If you're listening to me and Nikki today and you're in your 20s, you go, oh, I got plenty of time to run. Well, people in their 20s check out all the time. And so it doesn't matter what your chronology is. You know, Nikki and I both have some gray and and but, you know, it wasn't there very long ago. You know, it seemed like just a nanosecond ago. I didn't have any gray. How the hell did this happen? And, and it happens very quickly. And so, so it, the time to wake up is now. And the universe is sending all these powerful messages to say, hey, the things you're doing are not working. If they were working, you know, if it was just about the economy, then why does someone commit suicide every 40 seconds in our world? Why are 16.4 million people in the U.S. alone clinically depressed and on meds? You know, why do 73, 72% of the people surveyed, are they, they're miserable in their daily work? Well, we have, we have plenty of economy just a couple of years ago, but all those problems existed. So somewhere along the way, we've gotten our values mixed up. 
you know, junk food has ruined our health, our vitality, and junk values have ruined our life. And, and we need to reassess our values, all of us. And we need to ask ourselves the tough questions. We need to, to, to introspect and to say, you know, what's my life really about? Because it's not getting any longer. Anyway, hopefully that makes sense. And those are the things that are going to help us adapt. Coming up with those answers is going to help us adapt to this, this disruptive time in which we live. Yeah. You know, earlier on during the interview, you were talking about how a lot of folks in the personal development movement were among your harshest critics. And it reminded me of a quote that I read by Dave Chappelle, who I think is one of the most indispensable men of our time. And it's because he's fearless and he's willing to speak the truth uh, without regard to consequences. And here's what he said He said, nothing feels better to a coward than to see a brave man fail. You know, so James, one of the reasons that I admire you and want you on my show, and I want to talk to you and have my audience listen in, is because you're a brave man. And some of these people that were your harshest critics, they were jealous. They were wanting what you had. And as soon as you didn't have it anymore, they experienced what the Germans call schadenfreude. And that shows their cowardice. That shows their lack of adherence to the values that they profess to hold most dear. And to me, this time is having a lot of people show their cowardice. You know, I have a good friend of mine. He's the CEO of a significantly sized company here in Canada. And um, he has a sign that he's plastered on the front door of his corporate head office, which says, we do not discriminate on the basis of age, gender, religion, race, or medical history. We respect the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, which is our version of the Bill of Rights. And people are hammering him like, I could get into this, but I won't. People are hammering him, hammering him, telling him he needs to change his mind. He needs to, to, to get on board with all the other employers that are introducing vaccine mandates. And this man, this brave man, absolutely said, you don't know me if you're asking me to do this. And he's standing up and he's willing to pay the price. And when I see a man like that, when I see a man like you do what they do, I want to know those kinds of people. I want to be in conversation with those kinds of people because those people, courage helps build up my own courage. And for that, I say, I'm very grateful to know this man. I'm very grateful to know you. Well, thank you, Nikki. That means a lot to me. Um, you know, one of the great gifts, and there were many, of what I've been through was people say to me continuously, man, I, I watched, I don't, I don't know if you've seen, there's a documentary on my life. I believe it's on Amazon Prime now. It was on Netflix. Um, CNN put it together and it's called uh, Enlighten Us. And people watch that and they, they, they say, man, I don't believe 
I could have gone through what you went through and still be standing. And I always say, yes, you can. Because the human spirit spirit is unstoppable mm. when you plug into it. And, and the second thing is to what you're saying. And, and so that, let me back up. That, that's a great, a great compliment to me when they say as well, hey, if you made it through that, then I can probably make it through this. And, and that's, that's really inspires me because that's the reason that I made the documentary. The documentary was hard. It was, man, it was an anguish to make because I was still very broken at the time. I was right out of prison when they, when they put the thing together. And, and yet what I really wanted to do was to be transparent and to be honest and to be forward and to open and to peel back the curtain because if you look at most people in personal and spiritual development, they will never peel back the curtain. They'll come out on stage and they're always upbeat and they're always positive and they're always a hero and they're always on top. Well, guess what? I know those people and they're not. They're not any of those things. They're human beings, just like, and neither am I, by the way, make no mistake, neither am I. You know, <laughs> I have bad days. I have challenging times. I have frustrating experiences. And, and I wanted to, to bring forth a humanity that gave people the right to be human and to say, hey, you know, here, here's my take, Nikki. So many times in the industry of personal performance, spiritual development, call it what you will, so many times it creates pathology because, because the people in front of the camera or on stage are always the heroes. And so the person watching goes, oh man, what's wrong with me? You know, I, I want to be like him because his life is perfect and he makes a lot of money and, and he's got a perfect relationship and, and he's always on top. Well, guess what? No, that's not true. And, and so there's nothing wrong with you. You know, there's a lot of things right with you. And, and you never know what you stand for. You talk about your friend who runs a business. You never know what you really stand for until you're forced to take a stand. You, you don't. You can say all day long what you stand for. Oh, I'm for love and acceptance and forgiveness. Okay, well, you know, I'm for courage. I'm for speaking my mind, speaking the truth. Okay, well, let's see what you do when you've got something at stake. Because you can say those things all day long, uh, but when you're until you're forced to take a stand, you really don't stand for anything. You really don't. So kudos to your friend. I, I think I think it's it's very rare and it's very courageous, uh, particularly. In a country, again, I don't know all the details about Canada, but I have clients there. And I, I know some of my clients are telling me they can't, because they're not vaccinated, they can't go anywhere but to the store and back, or or maybe not even that now. I don't know, but they can't go to work. And and that that's challenging. That's that's to say the least, that's challenging. It is. It is challenging. And 
for someone to have the courage of their convictions is a pretty awesome thing. And I know a lot of people who chose to um, who chose to get vaccinated and revealed to me that they chose to get vaccinated and told me I, I, I didn't want to do it, but I felt I couldn't live my life if I didn't. And that made me sad because I think if you choose to get vaccinated, and again, I'm going to say this, I, I don't reveal my status to anyone but my healthcare provider um, or a court subpoena. I'll reveal it under that those circumstances as well. <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, I, will, and- I, I will not. Well, let me finish my point here for a sec. To, to feel that you're doing it for that reason makes me sad. To feel that you did it because you felt it was the right decision for you and your family from a health point of view and so forth, that's something that I think is noble and great. But if someone felt like they were coerced into doing it, that shouldn't happen in our society, in Canada, in the United States, in the free West. That shouldn't happen. Yeah, I and this is where we get the opportunity, Nikki, in my opinion, to have compassion, not agreement, you know, but to understand, okay, um, you know, I, I know people, I have clients who their business here in the U.S. told them they had to be vaccinated since we're on this topic or they couldn't work there and they quit. They just quit. And one in particular still doesn't have a job, but she felt convicted about that. Well, I respect that. I have other clients whose business told them they had to, and they sat down and they looked at their finances and and they talked it over as a family and they go, man, I, I don't know how we can make it without this income. And they decided to do it. Well, I respect that. I, I understand it. And, and I, I know, again, that you never really know what you stand for until you're forced to take a stand. So in that case, you know, someone really took a stand that that I will not be coerced into doing this. Someone else took a stand that that said, OK, I'll be coerced into doing this if it's if it's threatening my rice bowl. And and I. I respect it in both cases. I understand it. I don't, I'm not going to tell you my position on it either about what I agree with or don't agree with, but I, I don't have to agree to understand. And, and I think that's, that's where I'd love to see us as a world get to the place of understanding because there's too many forces in this world right now that are attempting to divide us and they're dividing us further and further and further and further and further political divides, sexual divides, cultural divides, country divides, you know, um, (laughs) economic divides, vaccination divides. I mean, all of these things that, that, are attempting to divide us. And let me tell you something, a fragmented people are not in their power. They're not. They're in their, we're in our power when we're whole. A fragmented person is not in their power. You know, external diversity, you heard me talk about this in Toronto back in December of 2019. Little did we know what was, what we were knocking up against when, when we met each other in Toronto. But but external diversity is a great thing. Internal diversity is chaos. And, and so what we're dealing with 
is a division within ourselves that is out picturing in the world around us. And we're saying, you are you, you're from Iran, I'm from the States, you know, we're different. Yeah, no, we're really not. You put, you know, you're black, I'm white, you're a female, I'm a male. You know, you put any one of us in a good fire, we all end up the same way, right? I mean, we all make an ash out of ourselves. Uh, you put us in a good fire. And, and so, so this is not what makes us. It's what's inside. And to the degree we start to develop compassion and understanding, then we can start to reunite and we can start to come back together. And, and there's, there are powers in this world that do not want that to happen because when we're divided, we're fragmented. We're not, we're not in our full power. We're just not. Divide and rule is as old as time itself. It was Julius Caesar's uh, strategy for conquering Gaul and Hispaniola back in Roman times, in, in ancient Rome. It, it's a strategy that's been used by tyrants uh, all throughout history. And I believe that divide and rule is what's happening to us in Canada and the United States right now. And you're absolutely right. It's time to unify. It's time for people to see that what brings us together is so much more awesome than what pulls us apart. And Voices like yours are very important to help make sure that happens. Well, here's what I can promise you. And if you're you're listening to me and Nikki today and you're taking some notes, you might want to consider writing this down. If you can't dance in the dark, you'll never walk in the light. Mm, That's good. Right now, we're having the opportunity to dance in the darkness. And here's a fact, Nikki. So many of us prior to 2020, in 2019, we were asleep at the wheel. We were walking zombies. I firmly don't believe I know that this did not happen overnight. This has been building up and building up and queuing up for a long, long time. And we were asleep at the wheel. You know, Adolf Hitler was not a very nice guy. He was fairly (laughs) twisted. And yet one of the things he said that I'll remember for the rest of my days, he said, give the masses a little bread and a little circus and they'll be content. He was masterful. Give the masses a little money, a little bread, you know, a little economy and a little circus, a little entertainment, you know, Netflix, and some movies, and they'll be content. And he was right. He was, he was brilliant in his twisted way. Because if you can keep people asleep with a little money and a little entertainment, then they'll let all kinds of things go on, and they won't even pay attention because they'll be so asleep They'll be too fascinated with football and too fascinated with baseball and too fascinated with Hollywood and too fascinated with all the glitz and all the glamour. And, oh, my God, you know, this is so important. And, and look what's trending on Twitter and all this stuff. And, that, and, and they'll sleep. They're not paying attention to what's going on behind the scenes and, and in the foundation of things. 
So here's the good news, though. It's pretty apparent right now. It's not in hiding anymore. The dark is coming into the light because we're seeing it. You know, if if you're still asleep, and there's some people that are still asleep, Nikki, one of my heroes is Leonardo da Vinci. I have his a copy of his Codex Lycaster right here behind me that stays on my shelf all the time. He said there's three kinds of people in the world. There's those who see. Though, number two, there's those who see when you show them. And number three, there's those who will never see even when you show them. Man, that's brilliant. Those who see, those who see when you show them, those who will never see even when you show them. Well, guess what? We're being shown a lot of things right now, and there's still people asleep. And they're still not not paying attention. They're still, you know, not doing their own due diligence. They're They're not doing their own work. They're not, you know, digging deeper than the nightly news and, and those types of things. And that and those people, we can't worry about them because they'll never see. But you've got two-thirds of the world population, those who see and those who see when you show them. The good news is it's front and center right now. It's not behind the scenes. Everything that's going on in the world is in bold relief right now. And so this is the great awakening. This is the opportunity for all of us to pay attention to who I've become. Who have I allowed myself to become? That I I was just walking zombie, you know, paying, you know, scrolling through Instagram and, and, you know, paying attention to my social media and, oh my God, how many likes did I get? And all of those kinds of things. Who have I become? Well, you get the opportunity, I'll come for a circle, in the Crucible Challenge. When you, when you get pushed up against it, the Toltec tradition, which is one of my favorites, the Toltec says a man will never change until he's backed into a corner with a dagger hanging over his head. Now, that's pretty graphic. Toltecs use a lot of graphic language, talk a lot about warrior and all of these type of things. And, and battle and, and all of that. But it is a battle. It's a daily battle. I do battle every single day, Nikki. I get up every single day and I say, okay, let me get my head on. Let me get my heart in the right place. Let me make sure that I'm focused. Let me make sure that I'm plugged into what's important. Let me make sure that I'm connecting to my wife and that we're built, making our relationship primary. Because, man, if, the, if 2020 didn't teach you anything else, here's another one. You should have learned in spades that relationships are everything in 2020. Yeah. Because yeah. I'll tell you, Nikki, you, you know, we've talked to you and your wife. Bear, my wife and I do relationship work. And in 2020, we we talked to a lot of people who got locked down and had to spend 24 seven with their with their mate, their husband, their wife, their partner. And they realized, I don't even like this person. You know, the only reason that we've been together for so long is because we got up in the morning and went our separate ways. Now we don't get to go anywhere. And I don't like being with this person. Well, how did you get to that point? You know, how did you get there? And more importantly, what are you going to do about it? 
You know, now that you've been shown and you see, what are you going to do about it? So every day I get up and I'm ready to do paddle in the arena of life. And that sounds graphic, but but it is a battle because it's difficult when you're confronted with the challenges and the difficulties and you're confronted with with the lack of liberties and 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 the requirements to to lock down and to button up and to do all these kinds of things. It's not easy. It's not supposed to be easy. Please stop wishing for easy. That's an illusion. Wish for greater capacity and capability to get through the challenges life brings. Don't wish for easy. Wish for greater capacity and capability to get through the challenges life brings. Because that's what we really want, Nikki. We want greater capacity and greater capability. And the only way you do that is by going to the gym. I, I believe you used to be a personal trainer. You know, go to the gym and you pick up the, the dumbbell and you do the curls until it hurts. That's how you build greater, greater capacity and capability. Well, the same is true in life and in business and in relationships. You continue to, to lift and work and do, even till it hurts, that's when you grow the most, you learn the most. Anyway, I'm on a roll. I'm going to back off and throw it back to you. No, you did good, man. Listen, they hear me every week. They want to hear more from you than they do from me. Trust me. <laughs> so... I'll tell you, while you were speaking, I wrote down some of the things you said, and I also wrote down some of the things that I've been thinking about in terms of the lessons of 2020. And I think that that is a, a powerful thing for me to take out and, and bring to some of my clients and as well as listeners. But there are three big lessons that I see. Number one, relationships are everything. They matter more than we could possibly imagine. And, and that's another way of saying people are everything, you know. And the second is that freedom is fragile. It can be taken away from us like that if we let it. And my favorite political leader of all time are Ronald Reagan and Margaret Thatcher. And Ronald Reagan, in one of his speeches, uh, once said that freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. It's so funny because the minute you talked about freedom, Ronald Ronald Reagan quote came into my my head at the, at the very moment you said that, and here you go quoting it. So yeah. there you go, synchronicity. <laughs> Great minds think alike. What can I tell you? Yeah. The third lesson is that opportunities are emerging all around us. If we open our eyes to them. My business prior to the pandemic was all about in-person live meetings. And we we would charge a lot of money and get a few people in a room, and then we would upsell them uh, to something that we charged even more money for. And, and it worked. As a business model, it worked. People came, we gave them a terrific experience, and they would buy the upsells. And, and we delivered good, good experiences and good results for them. But that model was done <laughs> as of March, 2020. And when, when that model was done, I went into a bit of a woe is me state, but here's some things that I've done since then. I launched a new CEO group for freedom-minded CEOs, okay? And this group is, I think, gonna be 
something that's going to be even bigger than just me running a group of a dozen men at the moment, it's about eight men, but let's say, you know, I want to get it up to a dozen really strong men. I think this, this could be something that could be in every major city in every free country in the world. That's one. Number two, I launched another podcast. I'd like to have you on that show. We'll have a different conversation there. It's a podcast for men. It's called the sovereign man podcast. And, um, this is, this is, uh, this is some swag I have. That's our logo right there. And for the sovereign man cool. movement. And, and yeah, I, I've got a group. I'm, I'm helping men become, you know, better men. And all that is, is good stuff that I'm working on. I wrote three books in collaboration with individuals this year. So I'll show you a couple of them. One of them is this book. This book is a great Patriot protest and boycott book. I co-wrote it with Wayne Allen Root, who lives in Nevada, with, uh, which is where you live, I believe. And uh, it, it's a book to push back against um, woke corporations, because I think that these corporations are not on our side. And then there's another book. Let me see if I can find it here. Uh, doesn't seem to be. Oh, here it is. This is the second book I co-wrote with, it's called The Power of Connecting. It's a business book, How to Create Profitable Relationships by Serving Your Network. I wrote this with the owner of BNI Canada. Um, and then there's a third book. It's not published yet, but I wrote it with, it's a novel. And so all three of these books were written this year. And I launched a second podcast. I launched another business group and I launched an organization for men. And, you know, Am I making the most amount of money I've ever made in my life? No, not even close, but I don't really care. I'm doing well enough and I'm doing some things that really matter to me. And I actually have some really fantastic financial opportunities in front of me uh, with things that I've never, ever been a part of before, like decentralized finance and cryptocurrency and non-fungible tokens and things like that. So for me, um, the important thing is that opportunities are all around me and they are emerging. So these are three really great lessons. And my understanding of these three points came through our discussion, really came through me listening to you in the last few minutes when you were sharing your, your, your thoughts around relationships with me. And I think these lessons are important for everyone to think about and start to apply in their own life. Because if you focus on relationships, you're going to be in great shape. If you focus on making sure that freedom stays strong, you're going to be in great shape. And if you realize that opportunities are emerging all around you all the time, really, but especially right now, life's going to be great. I, I totally agree with you, Nikki, and, and kudos to you for being adaptable and, you know, mounds of research prove that, adaptability intelligence, what's known as AQ, and emotional intelligence, which is known as EQ, are far more predictive of life and business success than IQ ever will be or ever has been. And so it's interesting. I'll give you, I'll give you three lessons. I know we wanted to talk about adapting to turbulent times or something thereabouts here today. And I'll give you three lessons that I think are critically important that, that 
really build and dovetail off of what you're sharing. Number one, I think we need to learn and make primary how to be healthy, not fit. Fitness is external. Health is internal. And I firmly know that health comes first, fitness follows. We live in a world that is focused on fitness so I can, you know, post on Instagram and look buff, but that doesn't mean I'm healthy. Health is internal, fitness is external. And one of the problems that people are confronted with is, is not that you're going to be exposed to a virus. Look, guys, your, your immune system is millions of years old, and it adapts by butting up against challenges, just like we've been talking about here today. Your immune system gets stronger by confronting the challenges of the viruses and all those things. And so, you know, my focus, and I did so much of this in 2020, not so much now, but I said, look, what we need to be focusing on is not avoiding a virus. We need to be focusing on building our immune system. Build your immune system. Get healthy. Eat right. You know, get off of the junk. Stop drinking. Stop smoking. Stop, you know, marijuana is a big deal right now. You know, and oh, it's it's okay and it's so cool. But but there's a psychologist who has done exhaustive research on people who smoke marijuana every single day. What's his name? It'll come to me in a minute. Um, but what he what his research proves is that people who smoke marijuana all the time, their brain is underperforming all this the Jordan time. Peterson? Is that Jordan Peterson who said that? No, no, he's not a doctor. This guy's a psychologist. Uh, I know I know Jordan Peterson. Um, um, his name slips me. It may come in a second. But, but your brain is underperforming. So, you know, <laughs> if, if you're filling yourself with toxins, your immune system is going to be weak. Get healthy. Number two is that we have to learn to reinvent ourselves. The The current research tells us, which you've done really well, Nikki, kudos again to you. Um, and, 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 and Bear and I did that. We adapted very quickly. We went right from live events immediately to Zoom without even missing a beat. And, and we just we had a really good year last year because we adapted quickly. And so we do all of our events on Zoom now. And people, you know, there's something, it's not the same as face-to-face, like you and I met face-to-face, and it's nice to be able to hug and, and to be able to talk face-to-face, but there's some degree of intimacy on Zoom where your viewer right now, it depending on how they have their screen, I'm talking right to them, not to a crowd, but I'm talking to them based upon how they have their screen. So there's some degree of intimacy there and up close and personal that isn't isn't the same in a room with you know several hundred people in it. So adaptability, reinvention is number two. And research proves that every single one of us is going to have to reinvent ourselves a minimum of five times over the remainder of our career. A minimum of five times. And that's, that's not easy, as you all know, and so do I. And then the third thing that I would say is a great lesson of 2020 is that we have, and, and you, you said this yourself as well, is we have to learn how to be happy and fulfilled with less. Because 
you know, to think that it's about more, 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 more all the time is just not realistic. It's just not. We have, and I, I wrote a book all the way back. When was it? In the early, maybe 2001, two called Practical Spirituality. And in that book, I have a whole chapter that's called Less is More. And, and I haven't always lived that as well as I could have. But I can promise you, when I had a 7,500-square-foot estate in Beverly Hills on Mulholland Drive, yeah, it was nice. But I'm telling you, the mortgage was outlandish. I, I paid more to have the yard upkept than a lot of people pay for their rent. And, and you know, the, the taxes were, were choking. And, and, and so more is not better. Sometimes more is less and less is more. And so, so I, believe, I believe that many of us are learning, hopefully, through 2020, and we need to continue to learn because it gets really seductive. Oh, I want to scale. I want to scale my business. Well, guess what? Scaling isn't all it's cracked up to be. You know, when I was running a $10 million business, I had $10 million problems. And, and you know, it, it was 24-7. And, and so is that the way I want to live? Not anymore. Not anymore. I'm grateful to have experienced that. But, but I no, I don't want to do that. And my wife and I talk about this frequently. What do we really want to create? At what point is enough enough? And, and how can we keep it tight and keep it? keep it together and do the things that we love to do and still have a high quality of life and still make the relationship number one, because here's the last thing I'll say about that to build off the relationship point. You can measure the quality of your life by the quality of your relationships. Period. All of life is about relationships and it's not just romantic relationships. It's, it's business relationships. It's relationships with, with your body most a lot of us have a really poor relationship with our body. It's relationships with food. A lot of people have a really poor relationship with food. It's relationships with money. It's relationships with nature. It's it all of life is about how do we relate? How do we connect? How are we relating with this particular aspect of life? So again, really great lessons if if we're willing to wake up and seize them. Life is affording us the greatest opportunity we've, we've been afforded, in my opinion, in, in our lifetimes, right now. The greatest opportunity we've ever been afforded in our lifetimes to, to wake up, to stand up, to grow up, to clean up, to become a bigger, better version of ourselves. And if we don't take advantage of that, then we've got nobody to blame but ourselves. Amen, Brother James. Amen. And James, on that note, let's wrap up the episode. What's the best way that listeners can get in touch with you? Um, the very best way is my website, which is just James Ray, R-A-Y, jamesray.com. And then, of course, I'm, I'm all over social media, James Arthur Ray on Facebook, James A. Ray on Twitter. Uh, I, my, my Instagram is different. My, my Instagram, individual Instagram account got shut down 
that's a whole story. <laughs> and no <laughs> one would tell me why. Um, but I know why. And now my wife and I share an Instagram account. It's, it's called James Arthur and Bear, B-E-A-R, Ray. James Arthur and Bear Ray. And we're rebuilding. I had 30,000 followers. And, and boy, wasn't that cool. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's gone overnight, gone. And, and so now we're rebuilding and, and, and you can there find you us go. on Instagram. We put different messages on different platforms. And then I have a podcast too, Nikki, uh, called uh, Redemption. And that's on all the different platforms. You can find that also on my website. I didn't know you had a podcast. Cool. I do. That's awesome. I do. Oh. It's, a, it's a different kind of podcast. I don't do any interviews. People go approach me all the time. Can I be interviewed on your podcast? I don't do any interviews. I, it's, it's like a, it's a real quick, tight, you know, maybe five minutes tops of me just sharing an insight or a thought for the day. Well, I like to check out your podcast. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. So I hope you will. Thank you. And I'll tell you this around being on social media and having followers, you don't own those followers. The, the, the platform does. So it's important to to move those followers uh, in into email lists and other ways for you to be in touch with them. Cause those platforms have all the power and the control and they can snuff you out anytime they feel like it. So it's important to understand that it's good to be on social media. It's also good to know who is in charge when you're on social media. And unfortunately it's not you, it's just a platform that you're renting uh, and uh, you know, you, you should take advantage of being on there and attract people to come to to you on you platforms you own that's really important in my opinion yeah another great lesson of 2020 <laughs> amen. amen amen all righty so listener if you're um if you're listening to this and you want to get a hold of james go to jamesray.com find him on social media and all the other various platforms but definitely go to jamesray.com subscribe to his list over there i think that's the most important thing you can do listen to his podcast, find out about his programs, take advantage of them. Um, his book, The Business of Redemption, is a spectacular book. Uh, I liked it so much that after I read it, I, I called him and asked him to sign 20 copies and ship them over here to our clients. Uh, you'll love that book. Make sure you take advantage of it. And um, here's the other thing I want to ask you to do, listener. If this episode has touched your heart and there's someone you know that needs to hear it, share it with them. That's the only payment we ever ask. I don't charge for my podcast. I don't have any sponsors on my podcast. The payment that I ask for is that if we gave you value and it made a difference for you and you think there's someone in your life that it could make a difference for, share it with them and leave us a rating and a review. Let us know how we did. That's how we grow. That's how we bring this movement of freedom, free expression, and free enterprise to more and more people. Until next time, goodbye. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice.